What's going on, guys? Hope y'all are doing well. Welcome back to the Run Free Podcast. Man, I am excited for today. We have a really fun topic that I am just super stoked to talk about. This is one that I feel like I've been working on this skill my entire life. So um, I've by no means arrived at this skill, but I have certainly learned a ton about this and continue to press into this one and learn a lot about it to this day. But before I jump into today's topic and episode, I want to tell you guys about a couple things I'm pretty excited about. Uh, One of the things is you guys know races are still not going and we're all kind of searching for different ways to um, perform out on the track and test our fitness out so there's virtual races kind of popping up all over the country and one of those virtual races that i'm really excited about is the run solo project so um, coach Britt, one of our coaches for run free told me about this one really cool um, what they got going on based in Ventura. If you want to check out the website, it's runsoloproject.com. And what it is, it's a series of four uh, race weeks in a row. And so it's a 5K every week. So it's a really fun opportunity to get to kind of race yourself into shape and check in on your fitness uh, once a week over the 5K distance. And uh, what I love about this too is, uh, you know, there's doing this to support a local running communities, whether it's running stores, cross country teams in a local area. It's all like being kicked back to the running community. Community. So really cool way that we can not only kind of test our fitness and see where we're at over 5k distance, but also support um, running community in Ventura. So check that out, runsoloproject.com. And uh, another thing I want to tell you guys about, uh, you might have seen my Instagram post. I posted about how I just partnered with uh, Encompass Nutrients. So it's Encompass, E-N-C-O-M-P-A-S-S. And I met these guys a while back. It was actually at an adoption conference. And a really cool company. I'm just, this suits me so well. So obviously, you know, supplements are something that I'm really interested in from a health perspective and have, um, you know, been taking supplements pretty much my entire life. And I've kind of refined my supplement list over the years. And what I like about the products that they offer is they are pretty simple and straightforward, but it's all like really high quality um, ingredients. And it ticks all those major boxes that I'm looking to ticks with my ticks that I'm looking to take with my um, daily supplement routine. So um, I really encourage you guys to check this out. I'm taking the multivitamin and then they also have a joint health um, supplement as well. So the multi, it's a multivitamin, it's a probiotic, has omega-3s and super greens all in the one formula. So it's kind of like you're taking four products all in one. So really cool. Um, and the joint formula that I'm taking, and I am like super hard on my joints, um, you know, obviously from the years and years of running, but now I'd say I'm even more hard on my joints with the heavy lifting that I'm doing. So this has become increasingly important to me in terms of a supplement. And what I love about this one has a glucosamine, chondroitin, and MSM. So it's kind of like the tried and true supplements that are most effective. And um, what I really love about this company is not just the products, it's a really high quality product, but what I really love about it is all 100% of the company profits get kicked back to um, orphan, they provide supplements to orphans all over the world. So it's pretty cool to like take a supplement in the morning and know that, hey, like the money that I'm paying for the supplement, yes, it's covering the cost of the company, of course, but it's all the profits are going straight to kids in developing countries that don't have access to supplements and now they do um, thanks to Encompass. So really proud to, pon- uh, to partner with these guys. So if you want, um, if you're interested in a discount, you can go to uh, encompassnutrients.com uh, backslash Ryan Hall, and that's lowercase Ryan Hall. And then if you order, you can put in the discount code capital Ryan Hall, and you get 10% off of your order. So really encourage you guys, if you want to make a difference in your health, and more importantly, make a difference in the lives of kids all over the world, check out this supplement. Really cool deal. So... Uh, now let's hop into today, man. Uh, first, I want to tell you guys why I'm so excited about today. So today is episode 37. We're talking about how to bring it and how to use flight or fight to your advantage. And 
the reason why I'm so interested in this is because I have been, I put myself in these moments throughout my entire athletic and even before my athletic uh, career got off the ground. I remember being a kid growing up and out in the forest woodcutting with my brothers, I had, uh, four brothers, three brothers, one sister. And we would go out woodcutting and we're carrying loads of ironwood. It's like this super heavy wood that we'd cut. And we it always turned into a competition, right? See who can get the most wood back to the truck. And it's, it was usually like we're cutting wood, uh, trees like way out in the forest. So you're trekking like quite a long ways carrying these massive loads of wood. So um, I remember in these moments, you're at that tipping point where it's like you're about to break, right? Like your face is all red, you're pouring sweat and like you're trembling, you're starting to shake and you have this wood that feels like it's just like loading you down into the ground and you're having to search for everything you have all the strength within you just to take like one more step closer to the truck and you get that one step closer and you're like okay one more step one more step and then like you're amazed that you actually are able to get all the way back to the truck not every time there's definitely some loads that went back down into the forest on the ground um but those that's what i want to talk about today is those moments i call them crucible moments moments where you're in the crucible where it's like make or break and I went there over and over again throughout my professional running career and you know collegiate high school running career as well. Um, but now I continue to be addicted to these moments. I just love being in them. And recently I've been thinking a lot about it because I find myself in these crucible moments over and over again when I'm in my home gym lifting because I'm always trying to hit personal best, lift more weight than I've ever lifted before. Another day, I was doing a deadlift and had 435 pounds on the bar, and there was a moment where I started my lift, right, and I go through this whole routine, which I'm gonna get into, because this is the setup of getting into this crucible moment is really, really important. So, set myself up, get this weight like two inches off the ground, and then there's this moment and then it's, it's just like a split second moment, right? Where I'm either gonna get it or I'm not. Like either the weight's going up or it's going back on the floor. And in that very brief second, I have to search deep within myself. I'm searching on a physical strength side of things. I'm searching mentally, I'm searching emotionally. Like I'm bringing everything that I have, everything I am to this one brief, brief moment of time where I need to call on everything inside me and see if I can get this weight up. And I, I describe it as like a hollow moment because I can close my eyes even now and go back to that just split second moment that I, I had in the deadlift. And I have it every single time I try and hit a max lift, that make or break moment. And maybe you guys can relate to that. Um, maybe there's been times in races or workouts. I think sometimes we have these moments and we don't even realize we just had one of them. Um, but in lifting, it's so pronounced. It's really easy to know when you're in that moment. Whereas in running and endurance sports, it can be a longer moment and it can even be multiple make or break moments within a race, especially in, you know, marathons, they're longer races. Um, but in lifting, it's so obvious when you're there. And I just, I love being in that moment. I love having to go deep and try and find something inside me that I don't even know if it's there and, and search like my depths to find all the strength within me to get this weight off the ground. And, and I call it's like a hollow moment. It's like so brief yet like you push on it and the door opens and it turns into this big, expansive, beautiful moment of you searching your entire depth of yourself in this moment. And that's really, I think what draws me to physical challenge. Cause that is, what makes me tick is an athlete. Like I have to challenge myself physically every day. And, you know, it used to be in the running space. Now it's in the weightlifting space and maybe it will move into another space at some point. But there's something about these hollow crucible moments that I need to be in that like I feed off of them and I love them. So that's what has inspired this podcast. And I have learned a lot about things, uh, different skills, techniques, tools, tricks 
that I've used that help me in these moments. And we all, like I said, we all are going through these moments all the time in racing. And um, I want you guys to be successful in these moments. I want you to be able to search the depth of yourself and find something that you didn't know was there. So that's an intro to what we're going to be talking about today. And then the flight or fight um, aspect of it, it's really interesting. So as I was preparing for this podcast, I was doing some research because I have like all these different ways that techniques, um, cues, um, some very physical things, some things that I just do mentally, visualization, all that kind of stuff that helps me click into this fight mode, right? And so I was like, oh, I wonder like... I just want to do more research. I want to learn more about how do you, what are some physical things you can do to click into fight mode? Like when it's time to rise up, when it's time to go to battle, when you get to mile 20 of that marathon or you're, you know, uh, eight laps into a 5K and you really got to bear down and bring it. Like, how do you rise up? How do you click into fight mode and come alive? Because I don't know about you guys, I've had some races, a lot of races, a lot of workouts where I just felt like I was asleep, you know? And I got to the hard part of the workout and I just wasn't bringing it, right? Like, maybe you guys can remember workouts and races where you've had that. You're just like, man, I don't know what was going on today. I was just quote unquote off. I just couldn't rally. I couldn't bring it, you know? Like, I really wanted to before the workout and now after the workout, I'm frustrated that I didn't bring it. And so how do we do that? How do we click into that fight mode? How do we like rise up and be like, not today, like today I'm winning this battle. So I, I wrote down a whole bunch of things that I'm gonna go through here in a second about things we can do to kind of click into fight mode and wake up. Because sometimes when we're out doing workouts, myself, I just get kind of lulled to sleep, right? Especially when it's running workouts and you're out there for a long time and it can just be kind of this dull pain that just kind of like lulls you to sleep and you're actually like not as tired as you think you are. You've just been kind of lulled to sleep and you got this low level pain and there's just not like a whole lot of excitement and like uh, a response of your body of like, I'm going to get up and fight this thing. I was actually having this conversation with my daughters. I had them out doing a workout um, the other day and they're doing some 800 meter repeats at five minute pace out on the roads here in Flagstaff at 7,000 feet. And um, one of my daughters, Hannah, or my oldest one, she was, I'm, I'm having them practice switching off leads. So one will take one 400 and then they'll switch and the other one takes the, the last 400. And Hannah was sitting behind and some people, this is how I was. I always struggle with sitting behind people. Like I would fall asleep, I'd fall off the pace and a gap would open up and then my day would be kind of over. That was something that I had to work on really hard in my career because I wasn't used to running with people. So Hana is kind of the same way where she's currently kind of figuring out how do I run just as hard when I'm sitting behind someone as if I'm in front. And so the first 400 meters of this 800 meter repeat, Mia, her sister, is kind of pulling away from her a little bit, but they're supposed to change lead at the 400 and I'm on the bike. So I start yelling at Hannah, I'm like, you gotta go, like help her out, get in front. So Hannah, she's got the hurt face on, right? Like we all have hurt faces. I know I did when I was running where you can tell I'm in a lot of pain and she had that face on. And so I was like, I don't even think she's gonna be able to get in front of me at this point. But she made herself change gears, went to the front, and then actually like picked up the pace and looked really good fin- finishing this interval. And I was telling her afterwards, I was like, sometimes in running, like we actually just need to, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, when you're feeling really, really tired, you actually need to pick up the pace because your body's just been kind of lulled to sleep, right? And that's kind of what I'm talking about here of like when you're, when you're bringing it to that moment, that moment you're in pain, you got to, something inside of you has to shift, it has to change. You have to go into a fight mode. And you don't wanna be in fight mode all the time. Let me let me start with that. Like, you shouldn't be in fight mode, although I'm gonna kinda of contradict myself with the story I'm gonna tell you guys here in a second, but you shouldn't be, you know, use, you bringing it use that sparingly like you can't bring it with everything inside of you like for every single interval of (laughs) of every workout right like you're gonna run yourself totally ragged you're gonna be just like 
a mess, right? So we want to use this skill sparingly. I think in practice, like you don't want to use this more than once per week. I think most of your workouts, they should feel good. You should feel controlled. Um, they're not races, right? And so you shouldn't, but there are times when you need to practice bringing it. Like if you can't bring it in practice, you might be able to rally a little something extra in a race, but if you can bring it in practice, man, you're definitely going to be able to bring it when it comes to race time. And that's a really good opportunity for us right now because none of us have practice or have races, right? Like we're all trying to bring it in time trials that we're doing. And I was just talking to um, Colin, shout out to Colin, uh, a high school athlete that I'm helping out right now. And he's doing some time trials. And um, I was telling him today, I was like, listen, it's very difficult to bring it to run at your very max potential um, in a time trial compared to a race. I was like, if you're running a mile time trial, I think you're losing, you know, it's gonna vary from athlete to athlete, but between five and 10 seconds over the course of a mile, where it's just like, you can't replicate the excitement of a race and the whole atmosphere. Like that's, you can't replicate that with a time trial, you know? So, but if you can bring it in that time trial, and that's the opportunity we have in front of us right now, is often we have these virtual races, we have time trials, and so we have an opportunity to practice. If we can bring it in a time trial, when it's just us in a watch, or maybe us and you know one other person out on a bike with you or running with you, if you can bring it then, then man, you're really gonna be able to bring it in a race. So, but you don't necessarily want to try and bring it to every single workout or else you're going to get fried. So I would say, practically speaking, like not more than once per week. But you do want to practice this in practice so that when it comes time to bring it in a race, you have these cues already inside of you and you just click into this fight mode and you're able to bring it in the race because you've done it before over and over and over again in, in practice i never like to try and do something in a race that i haven't done before in practice you know marathon's a little bit different situation obviously you never go the full distance at the full pace that you plan to race at but you are spending a lot of time, say maybe 15 mile threshold, for example, or if you're training for the mile, you've done 800 meter repeats at that mile goal pace. So you are spending time at your goal pace. You're just not obviously going the full distance. So um, let me move into kind of an example of what I'm talking about in the running space. Cause I, you know, I mentioned getting going about that, that hollow moment, these crucible moments when I'm lifting. Um, but when I look back at how this translates specifically to running, I'll tell you guys about one of my favorite moments from my professional running career was when every, not I didn't run the Boston Marathon every year, but all the years I did run it, I think I ran four years at Boston. My favorite part, and this is one of my favorite athletic memories, is so we would all, the pros, we'd all warm up, we'd be stationed in this church, we'd have a little street where we do our warm up on, and then they'd lead us out to the start line, and they'd, they'd create like this human tunnel. They would go through all the runners who were waiting to run the Boston Marathon, right? So it'd just be this small, narrow little tunnel, and like all these people, they're all like super excited, right? Like they're about to run a marathon, and now they're seeing like, you know, the, the elites make their way through them, and they're, so they're there's just all this energy buzzing right and so i had the habit of trying to go out last and i would literally pretend like i was like leading a battle like i was going to war and so i'd run through this human tunnel and i'd be high-fiving everyone i'd be yelling hooting hollering like like i would be getting up like talk about like switching into fight mode and i'm gonna talk about some of these cues but yelling for me like that will get me in fight mode real quick so that's something I still do. You know, I'm glad I have a home gym because obviously I wouldn't do this if I was in another person's gym. That would be kind of weird. But, you know, when I'm in my home gym, it's just me and my garage. I'm I'm like getting ready to pull a big lift, to pull, pull a big deadlift, do a big squat, bench, whatever it might be. Like I am getting fired up. Like I am yelling because I know when I yell, like I... I switch into that fight mode. And so that's what happened making my way to the Boston starting line. And an outside observer might be like, dude, that guy is way too fired up. I swear to you, like being in that kind of fight mode, like clicking into that right at the beginning of the race 
it would set the tone for the entire day and yeah i wasn't like super up like the entire marathon i don't think you can be like in full-on fight mode for an ent entire marathon but it would set the tone for the entire day and i've always like got a lot out of the boston marathon had really good experiences there all but one year the year that meb won um but that's an example of like how i would switch into fight mode in a race and obviously there's other examples as well which i'm gonna get into here in a little bit um so actually yeah let's let's talk about that now so how how do we click into fight mode all right and when do you want to click into fight mode so first when you want to click into fight mode before i'd say either right before it's gonna hurt or so like right in the you know when the crooks of the battle is right like when the that crucible moment that i was talking about you usually know when it's coming like you can feel it right like when the pain is starting to intensify or you know like hey every time i get to mile 20 of the marathon like this is where it always hits me if if you have that thought in your mind like where does it usually hit me like you want to click into fight mode like right before that or right as that is happening so it's kind of like if you're in a fight like if you get hit then either you're going to run the other direction right if you're in flight mode or you're gonna something's gonna rise up within you and you're gonna fight right and so you want to click in when you start to hurt and when you start to hurt bad so you it's something where you want to kind of just hold on to this skill hold on to this skill and then you're just going to unleash it when you start hurting bad when you get to the third lap of your mile race or when you get to the third mile of your 5k or when you get to mile four of the 10k and that pain really starts to set in that's when we want to click into fight mode so how do we click into fight mode so I'm just going to throw, I have a whole bunch of different um, ideas, things I've found they're useful for me. And I'm going to throw at you. Some of these things may or may not work for you. Um, so let's just run through them. And you might not be able to use all these things. So like, for example, the first thing that helps me click into fight mode, that helps me bring it to the, these moments is uh, music. Music is, I think, really powerful in what it does in our spirit and our soul and um and it helps us just get up, right? Especially if you're not used to using music. So music could be something we use similar to caffeine where you only have it before really hard workouts. So then when you do have it, it like really gets you energized, it really gets you jazzing. Music is one, you know, that obviously pros um, who might be listening to this podcast, you guys know you can't be using music, but you can still like, like I was saying about setting the tone before the Boston Marathon, listen to the right mix right before you go to the start line, kind of like Michael Phelps, you know, he always had his headphones in and he's, he's getting in his zone. He's, he's preparing himself for battle, right? So listening to music, you can do it before, you can do it during and if you're running a marathon you're able to listen to music or any race for that matter it doesn't have to be a marathon and you're able to listen to music i encourage you like have a playlist that builds so be really strategic in how you make your playlist and have it so where it's like the song that gets you going the most whatever that might be i know it's different for everyone for me it's like super fast music like really like techno house music like something with a really good fast beat is what gets me going but whatever it is for you like have it build and so when you get to that like you're three-fourths of the way through the race that's when that song clicks on it's like oh man when this song comes on it gets me going and all of these things guys can be used as cues right so like same thing with horse racing they learn that that bell means go right they learn that that bell means sprint and same thing you can do with all of these things. When that when that song comes on, that's when I rise up. That's when I go to battle. That's when I bring it. I always bring it when this song comes on. So you become conditioned to this, right? So these are all things that we want to condition ourselves to it in practice. So then when it comes to race, it's just like we don't even have to think about it. That song comes on and we just go without even thinking. It's just a reaction, right? Or any of these things I'm be talking about. So music, super, super powerful. If you can use it before or in the race, really encourage you to. We used to train, I used to train with music um, when I was running professionally. I would only use it on hard workout days. Um, 
and it was really, really helpful. One thing that's nice about training with music as well, kind of a side benefit, is you don't hear yourself breathing. So especially, you know, we're training at altitude, so you're breathing especially hard, and sometimes you can like psych yourself out because you're breathing so hard. So it can be really nice to have some tunes going. Um, so definitely something that you should train with, and if you're able to use it in racing, use it in racing. All right, so uh, next cue that I like to use is uh you hit something is what i wrote and so don't take this the wrong way i'm not saying you should like start hitting people in the race you know i don't want to cause any fights um going down but like for example what i would do on the start line sometimes is just like clap my hands really hard there's something about like contact physical contact that really wakes you up right um you see this obviously with like power lifting um football players you know like the macho sports and it's easy to like bag on those guys but I tell you what like they are on to something when they're slapping each other in the helmet and slapping each other in the face and pushing on each other like they are clicking into fight mode like that is what they're doing and so we can do that as well so like if you're running a race you can just clap your hands really hard <laughs> you can slap yourself in the face if if that's what you want to do you're gonna get some crazy looks but whatever gets you going like some type of physical contact can be very very beneficial so i'll do this like when i'm lifting now i have a punching bag in my in my uh, garage and so i'll just start hitting on my punching bag a little bit so um you know that one might be a little bit harder to use in actual race but clapping your hands i think um can also do the trick um yelling that's my next one you can do this um you know you can do this outside you know like yelling physically uh or you can just like be like like inside just be like you know like ah but like inside, not not vocalizing it. That's the word I was looking for. You can vocalize your yell. But like I've heard endurance athletes do that before, you know, where they're at a really hard part in the race and they're just like, ah! <laughs> or, you know, like there's something about like letting it out that feels really, really good as well and also kind of sets you into that kind of fight mode that I'm talking about. So yelling can be a beneficial one. And this might be one that you can use in training. You know, when you're all out in the forest by yourself and you're doing a workout and you're all on your own and no one's around and you're in that really hard moment and you just ran an interval and felt really terrible and you want to get yourself going, like, let it out do some yelling like get it out of you and i guarantee you, you'll feel better for sure and i bet you you'll also kind of snap you'll wake up a little bit and feel a lot better on the next interval so give you permission to yell during your workouts <laughs> um next one is i think a more applicable one and that is breathing right so think about like I don't know if you've ever been in a fight before, but how your breathing changes, right? And you see this all the time with powerlifting. And for powerlifting, it's all about like bracing yourself, right? So right before you go into your big lift, like you're breathing really hard, you're filling up and you're bracing your core, right, is what you're doing. So in running, you obviously don't want to like tighten your core and be flexing your abs super hard when you're in the middle of a race but your breathing can help you kind of click into fight mode by breathing like extra hard. So maybe you just change the tempo and the depth of your breath as you're entering into this crucible moment and as you're having to really bring it. It's like now I'm gonna enter into a different type of breathing um, depth and, and how hard I breathe is gonna intensify because I'm preparing to fight. So getting an extra breath, so breathing super hard. And I always tell my daughters when they're, they're running, so we're up at 7,000 feet training, how important it is that we breathe out super hard. When you're trying to breathe deeply, focus on breathing out really hard, and then you will fill back up more oxygen that way because oftentimes we just don't clear the air out. And so then it's like if you don't empty the vessel, you can't fill it all the way back up, right? So by emptying it all, we're able to fill it all back up a lot easier. So um, breathing hard, I think, can help us kind of click into that fight mode. All right, next one um, is uh, tightening or clenching your fists. So I've had some of my athletes play with this one a little bit, but contracting your muscles, obviously think about like when you get in a fight, like everything gets 
tight and hard, right? Same thing like when I'm trying to pull a big deadlift, like I'm bracing, I'm tightening everything that I'm gonna be using and I'm kind of like bracing, I'm like getting ready to fight, right? Um, and this actually, so this is gonna be a little bit of a segue here, but really interesting um, in Buddhism, the Buddha, he talks about this. So he talks about, he goes, he's talking about all these different ways that you can control your thoughts and your thought life that's happening inside of you. So he's giving advice to his disciples or I don't call them disciples. They call them, uh, I forget what they call them, but he's giving them advice about how they can handle these thoughts and change their thoughts that they don't want to be thinking. And so he goes through this whole list and he's like, if this doesn't work, then try this. If this doesn't work, try this. And then the last thing that he ends with He's like, if like you want to eliminate a thought, he's like, clench your fists, put the tongue on the roof of your mouth and, and uh, tighten your jaw. And so, which is really interesting because this Buddha, he's like the Zen master, right? Like he's like the founder of Zen. And he, you think about them just being all relaxed and chilled out all the time. But sometimes when they're trying to eliminate a thought that they can't shake, they can't get rid of it. He's like telling them to like enter into fight mode, clench the fists put the tongue on the roof of the mouth, clench the jaw. Like these are physical things you can do to being like, I'm gonna rise up and fight now. And whether it's a thought or, you know, physically running a race, like these are things we can do to enter into fight mode. So contracting your muscles hard. Now the key I think is you don't want to stay like fast. We wanna be as relaxed as possible to run fast. I've said that a lot on this podcast and how the key to running fast is relaxation but there are times when you're like okay i need to click into this fight mode that i'm talking about i'm gonna clench my fist really hard i'm gonna squeeze for like three seconds and then i'm gonna get back loosen up but i need to do something physically to wake my body up and so for you you might want to try that clenching your fist super hard three seconds and then let it go. And when you clench, like then also commit to changing gears, changing pace, picking it up. And now you're in fight mode, your body's risen up and then enter back into fast and relax, fast and relax, fast and relax. All right, uh, next one I wanna talk about um, is caffeine. So a timely hit of caffeine can really help you click into this fight mode, right? Like anything that's gonna give you extra energy is gonna help you click into fight mode. So that's why like, you know, I had a previous podcast on how I do nutrition and I talked about taking that caffeinated gel at 30K in the race right before mile 20. So that's right at that crucible moment, right when things get hard, I'm gonna get a little bit of a hit of caffeine and then the next one, I'm gonna add some sugar to that. Sugar plus caffeine does some powerful things, guys. Like you wanna get into fight mode, you wanna feel better real quick. That's a real quick, tangible thing you can do to get yourself feeling better and get through those crucible moments. I actually pulled this card on uh, Lily, my youngest. Um, she's nine, we were out hiking. We hiked, uh, we're in Sedona. We we're going up this super steep hike for like an hour. So she got to the top of that and she was in all kind of a bad mood. And so, um, we were trying to talk her out of it and stuff. And lucky for me, I had a caffeinated gel in my pocket. So I gave her a caffeinated gel. I don't know if you're supposed to give nine-year-olds caffeine. Don't do what I did, but it's interesting for my point here. <laughs> um, so I gave her a caffeinated gel. Man, her mood changed real quick. She was fine the rest of the hike, no problems. So um, some caffeine, some gel can go a long ways into clicking into fight mode, getting you through those moments. Um, pace. So I talked about how when you get in those moments, sometimes you actually need to pick it up. Well, I think there's some balance there, right? Like sometimes we're all, we're over our threshold. And so we do need to just like relax a little bit. So I'd encourage you when you find yourself in those really tough moments of a race or workout, when you really need to bring it to do change your pace and try, I'd say try picking up the pace first because obviously picking up the pace is always good, you know? Um, and if that doesn't work, if you're like, oh, now I'm like, I'm bearing, I can tell I'm burying myself even worse, then you need to relax and like chill out on the pace even more. And so one thing I like to have my athletes do is before they try and kick, have them actually slow down a little bit 
and not like a ton, right? It, I, I describe it as settling. So it's like, you, say if you're running a mile race and you get to that last lap and you know at the bell, the group is gonna go, right? Cause that's usually what happens. The bell sounds one, 400 meters ago, everyone takes off. So if you know that that's coming or for pros who are running, say the New York City Marathon, and you know first half is coming, everyone's gonna take off. Like having this moment of, 15 seconds of settling and being like, okay, just relax, like relax, it's gonna come. And when it comes, like I'm gonna change gears, I'm gonna change pace, but I'm actually gonna settle. I'm gonna try and even, if possible, if you can do this without losing contact with the group that you're in, like let the pace relax. And then that way, like you get a lot more time by actually slowing down the pace for 15 seconds and then really nailing that last 400 meters or really nailing that last however long is left in the race, you know, when you're really trying to bring it, you're going to gain a lot more time by doing that than by just running the same pace throughout. So those crucible moments, oftentimes when you, you know, I talked about committing before on this podcast, committing that, Hey, when I get to this point in the race, no matter how I'm feeling, like I'm going to go a great thing to do right before you get to that moment is to settle a little bit, relax a little bit, relax your arms as much as you can, like mentally, like gear up, collect yourself, get your, catch your breath, like, like center yourself. And then bam, when that moment comes, you go and there's no choice it's like i i am going it's a commitment all right so changing the pace can be helpful in in helping us get through um, these crucible moments and really bringing it all right uh mantras you know i have a whole podcast on mantras if you guys didn't catch that one i don't know what episode it was it was pretty early on you can scroll back through and find it um but some of the useful mantras for me uh, especially like like in the weight room I'll just say things like drive, like drive through the ground. Like I'm pushing through the ground and I'm pulling up at the same time. So just drive. Um, So in running, that could be applicable. You're driving through the ground, right? So drive through the ground or like turn it over, turn it over. That's something I say to my girls a lot when I'm on the bike with them and they're in those really tough moments. Like just turn over your feet as quickly as you possibly can. Um, Other things I tell myself, just like bring it, bring it. Like here we go, here we go, you know? Um, also I like to say like, let's go there, let's go there, let's go there. Like that's one that I like to say a lot when I'm lifting and I want to go, like, I want to remind myself, uh, open the podcast about how like much I love being in the crucible, how much I love these moments, these challenges, how much I love to search within myself. But oftentimes when the pain's starting to set in, it's really easy to lose sight of that. Right? So bringing myself back, reminding myself with this mantra, like, like, let's go there. Like, I love this. Like, this is what I was made to do. Like things like that can really shift what's going on inside me as I encounter these really tough moments of the race. Um, clench your jaw. I already talked about, um, hormonal health. So one thing that I think should be said when it comes to like getting through these tough moments is it's very difficult to bring it when your body is in a bad spot. So I guess it doesn't necessarily just have to be hormonal health, but also um, you know your training. If you're like way toasted, way overtrained, super tired going into a race or workout, it's probably not realistic for you to even try and bring it in that scenario. Like your body has to, in order for your body to rise up, it has to be in a good overall state of health. So I know like there was times, especially towards the tail end of my career, when I was way too lean, way too light, really weak, and I couldn't bring it if my life depended on it. Like I couldn't even finish a 30 minute easy run, right? Cause my body was just in such a bad spot. And you think about like testosterone and it certainly affects um, things like aggression, you know, and that's clicking into fight mode. Um, uh, motivation is a huge, huge thing with testosterone like that. These are things I've noticed a big difference since I've gotten myself in a more balanced state and obviously not running a whole lot anymore and getting into the weightlifting and putting on weight has definitely helped me getting back into that normal zone of testosterone. And these are the effects that I feel just my motivation goes way up and that when I want to call on it, 
when I want to bring it to in the weight room or in any moment, like I feel like I can bring it. So um, I think that's kind of uh, something to keep in mind with this whole conversation is like, if you're having a really hard time bringing it, it might just be because you're not in a great healthy spot. So um, maybe you need to take some time off from running. Uh, maybe you need to focus on your nutrition, your sleep, um, you know, and make sure that you're hormonally healthy before you try and bring it. Because if you try and bring it on a body that's broken, it's gonna be very, very difficult to do that. All right, the next one is, I think probably one of the most powerful ways to bring it to a moment, and that is visualization. So this is something that I do, and we talk a lot about on this podcast, and we have some visualizations coming out um, on Run Free uh, for our athletes who are training with us on the Run Free training. And so visualization is something I do uh, right before I go into my deadlift, for example. And obviously I did this, I'm gonna give you an example of running as well, but how I'm doing it today. Right before I go into deadlift, I picture myself doing my lift and I picture that sticking point moment that I know is gonna come the hardest part of the lift, the, the crucible moment that I'm talking about. I picture that and I picture the weight going up, right? And it's just a real quick visualization. It lasts like five seconds, right? But I'm picturing the weight going up. And man, that is super, super helpful because you have to believe the weight is going up. If you don't believe the weight's going up, it's not going up. And I think that is so true for running as well. You have to see yourself in that moment and you have to even like feel the pain you're going to be feeling and like try and make it as real and vivid as possible being like this is going to be like i'm gonna have to search for everything inside of me in this moment and put yourself there put yourself in that moment and then picture yourself like rising up out of it being like see yourself like changing gears being like man i'm gonna get to i'm at 400 meters left in this mile time trial that i'm doing and I'm gonna be in a world of pain. Everything's gonna be screaming at me to slow down, but I'm going to clench my fist and I'm gonna get after it. Like I'm gonna bring it in that moment. I'm gonna I'm gonna find something that I didn't know was there. Another example of um, how visualization works with this, um, the I believe he's still the world record holder in the deadlift. Um, he might not be, but he was the first person to pull 500 kilograms so that's like 1100 and something pounds eddie hall and so he visualizes the weight being on top of his kids i might have mentioned this on the podcast before but how crazy of a visual visualization is that right like he's picturing his kids being like crushed by this weight and he's got to get this weight off his kids and i love that because that's like a you know he's doing it out of love for something because i think it's uh it can look like when people are clicking into this fight mode, it can come from a place of anger, but I don't think it necessarily has to. So like, for example, with my Instagram post I did to go with this podcast, like you see me kicking the bar, right? Um, that's that hit something that, that I mentioned earlier. So I'm kicking the bar, I'm like yelling, and it looks like I'm angry, right? But there's, I'm not angry at all. Like I am just getting myself fired up for this moment that's coming right so um yes visualization super important that we do this we practice this before um, we get into these crucible moments and then we see ourselves as like finding what we're looking for in these moments during these visualization and the best time to do it guys is like right before you step to the starting line so or right before you start that time trial or that virtual race whatever it is you're doing like close your eyes and just takes a couple seconds just picture yourself in that moment and then see yourself finding strength within that to rally and to come out of that um, a champion all right all right next one this is kind of a fun one i'd like someone to try this and dm me i've never i've never have had a runner try this before but i'm super curious about this one i actually did this today because um, the video i shot for instagram i did it four days ago and then today 
just Thursday. I'm posting this Friday. Um, I tried to pull 450 again because I was close last time. So I want to try it again. So I tried this today. And so I ordered some smelling salt on uh, Amazon. It's like super cheap, right? But this is something that uh, power lifters do. You'll see them like grab a smelling salt. It's just like ammonia, right? And it just, you know what they use to wake people up from concussions? At least you see that in movies. I don't know if they actually do that or not. But uh, the, the, I think that is what it's usually used for medically is like to like wake people up. It's just super strong smell of ammonia. So the power lifters will take it take like a swift of it deep swift of it right before they try and pull a big deadlift or hit a big squat or bench so i tried it today and it definitely helped it definitely woke me up a little bit i've like i said i've not tried it in the running space but i mean these things are like small little packets and they don't smell until you crush them so you could potentially like tuck this in your shorts and take it out and I don't know. <laughs> try it out. I'm super. Try it and practice first. Don't, don't. I don't want anyone wasting a race and be like, oh, I blew up because I passed out from taking smelling salt in mile 20 of my marathon. Um, but like I said, it, the principle behind it, right, guys, is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, and my list is not exhaustive here. It's like, what do you need to do to wake yourself up? Like, is it just smelling salt? Is it caffeine and candy? Is it um, you know, clenching your jaw? Is it clenching your fists? Is it yelling? Is it hitting something? Is it music? Like, what is it? Um, another thing that can be helpful is just like other people cheering. So like today when I was trying to pull 450, I had Lily in here and I was like, all right, I just want you to yell at me super loud when I'm starting to pull the weight off the ground. <laughs> so, so she was the champ and did that for me. He was yelling at me. So I was pulling it up didn't work i didn't i didn't hit my lift but i'm getting i'm getting closer i'm gonna get it here pretty soon i'm i'm excited about it all right so um and then i think the last thing guys is i mentioned like when to click into this fight mode i think it's really important that we are the aggressors right so when you think about like boxing or fighting i think that's like the easiest visualization of what i'm talking about here um you always want to be the aggressor right you like you want to be the one because they the aggressor is in charge right so the aggressor is the one doing the fighting the other person is just defending just trying not to get hit right so when it comes to racing when it comes to these hard moments these crucible moments you want to feel like i am in charge here yes like I am in this moment of extreme pain, extreme fatigue, but I am still in control of me, right? And now I have these different tools, these different things. I know how to make myself wake up in these moments. I know how to bring it. And really guys, like I'm giving you my list of things that have been helpful for me, but maybe what it is for you that helps you wake up in these moments, that helps you bring it, you got to just play with it and practice. You got to go there over and over and over again. And I'm glad that like I posted that, you know, video of me trying to pull and missing because it's really important that that's said sometimes we bring it and we do a good job of bringing it. Like we bring all of us to a moment and it's just not enough, right? Like like I really thought like in the the video that I posted like I brought all of me to that lift everything all my strength like it was all there and I didn't get it so just because you fail doesn't mean you didn't bring it it can be because you didn't bring it for sure but sometimes we do bring it to a moment and we still fail and we have to be okay with that and still like love that moment and I do like that's I think that's one of the biggest things for me is being at peace of I love these moments because I don't have to succeed in them like I'm gonna go there over and over and over again so if I don't succeed like I'll be back in four days from now and I'll try again like I'm gonna try and hit 450 in four days from now and then I'm gonna try if I don't get then I'm gonna try eight days from now and it's just gonna be continual like I'm gonna keep putting myself in this moment and I love these crucible moments when I'm successful and I also love them when I fail and when you're in that spot then it's like you have nothing to lose, right? And you have no fear of going there. And I think that is, for me, would often be the case when I was fearful of hurting in a race is because I was really, what was behind that is I was, I was afraid of failing. I was afraid I wasn't gonna have what it took, right? And 
when I could come to peace with the fact that sometimes I don't have what it takes, that's just the truth. Sometimes I don't have it and being okay with that and still loving myself the same, still valuing myself the same, still even seeing myself as being successful even if I didn't quote unquote succeed because I've changed my definition of success. That allows me to love being in the crucible, love going back there. So I I can't fail. Like even when I fail, I still love it. I still enjoy it, right? Because this is how we find out like what's inside of us. And that's actually how I used to sign um, my autograph is I'd write, um, discover what's inside. And it came from my favorite, one of my favorite Bible verses where it says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that's what I love about these moments is it helps us discover something that maybe we didn't know was inside of us. It helps us go deep down and find that there's something beautiful inside of us that wants to be accessed, that wants to come out of us. And we sometimes the only way to get it to come out is to be tested, right? And to be put in the crucible. So... I think that's all I got. I'm looking at my whiteboard, guys. Um, oh, another cue that you could use. You know, I talked about cues a little bit, and all of these are kind of cues, different cues you can use. But um, one of the things that I thought of was uh, I used to love watching Dave Waddle. He ran the 800 meters for the U.S. I believe he might have the world record or maybe he had a gold medal. Um, but anyways, amazing runner. And what he would do when he'd get into this crucible moment, the, the crux of the race, he would take it, he would always wear his hat and he'd take his hat off and throw it, right? So you can use cues like throwing a hat, whatever it might be, just having something that you physically do that's that's uh sometimes we can shift what's going on inside of us by our physical and what we physically do so having some type of cue i think is really really powerful that you know when hey when i do this good things happen i take off i accelerate i change gears um all right i think we did it guys so i hope this podcast has been helpful at the end of the day guys just go there Go to these crucible moments. Don't be afraid of them. Go there often. Like I said, not too often, maybe once a week. But like, let's use this time of training where we don't have races to try and bring it to our to our training to these virtual races where we are out there all by ourselves. Like, can we bring it when no one is watching? Because if we can bring it when no one's watching, whew, man, good things are gonna happen when we race. All right, guys. Hope that's been helpful. Until next time, I will talk to you guys later. Happy training.